We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. We're here. What up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of The Corner Podcast. Kel Dansby here with the old man Andreas Hale. If it sounds crisp, if it sounds amazing, it's because we're recording for the first time from the Blue Wire Studios here at the Wynn Hotel in Las Vegas. Shout out to everyone. Shout out to Blue Wire, the network, everyone in the production room. It is great to be here. I got my black vans on in celebration. What's up? <laughs> Dre probably got Jordans on. Nah, I got dunks there. on, man. Oh, you Look, got dunks today. It's the first so time we're, we're in the studio and people don't need to be introduced to the kick battle. We don't need to do this. <laughs> it doesn't need to start. Listen, we're just picking back up to where we were. So if you're a longtime fan, we appreciate you coming along for the ride. It is great. It's been six and a half years of growth now. So it, it's great to be taking this next step. An amazing company. Everyone here is just top notch. It's really for us the next step in the corner podcast and where we want to take it and increasing the platform. And again, if you were here for the whole time, we appreciate you. We're only getting started. If you're new, if this is the first time you're seeing us, oh man, buckle up. Uh, this man over here to my left is known for his hot takes. He never makes any sense. Why are you doing this? Like <laughs> I we can't lie to yo, the new we people. haven't we haven't gotten what thirty minutes in the show, and you're already flying off the hinges here. Listen, I just got—I wanted to let the new audience know what to expect from the show. Can With I not lies? Do that? Don't tell them lies. I'm stretching the truth. Like, stop. <laughs> this is again, our show is combat sports based, so we'll be doing boxing and MMA shows. But always, we start off with pop culture, hip hop. Andres has been in the hip hop journalism game forever. Before he had grays in his beard, he was talking and covering hip hop. So we're always talking about music as well, talking about what's going on in the world. So for the first 30 or so minutes of the show, you guys can come here and enjoy us talking about random topics. And then we get into the nitty gritty that is combat sports after that. That being said, Dre, today, it's only right that we kick the show off with hip-hop. Well, yeah, but do you want to tell them what we're covering? Because our fans, have, our listeners who have been with us are used to boxing and MMA shows, pro wrestling shows. Let's give them like a little rundown of what we're, we're talking to, about on this particular show. Today, we're opening with MMA. Because last night was UFC 266. We had the return of the Nate Diaz Army. 
<laughs> Nick Diaz Army. Um, Nate was in the house. I saw Nate several times. He was. But yeah, no, the Nick Diaz Army, Nick was there. We'll talk about his fight and his comeback, or if this is a one-off and where he goes from here. We'll talk about both champions, Shevchenko, her dominance, and in his own right, Volkanovski and his dominance. So we'll talk about both of those things. We'll run down the entire card. Then we'll preview next week's UFC Fight Night card, which is actually a banger. It's a good card, good prelims. It's been a second since they had a really good fight night. I feel like they've kind of stretched out the entire month of August and spread themselves a little thin. Like now we're getting back to like, okay, this is a really good card. So we're going to preview that as well later on in the show. Our next show later in the week will be boxing because huge night in boxing, heavyweights, some belts changed hands if people didn't know. So we'll be talking about that on the next show. Um, we have a Theofimo Lopez fight coming up. Tyson Fury, Deontay Wilder is coming up as well. So, so much boxing to talk on our next show. But today's MMA focused. This segment, like I said before, is hip hop focused. Don't, don't try to skirt the hip hop topic. Yesterday on Twitter, for those who don't follow us, pop all that at the end of the show, the old man got mad at me because I tried to create a, a dust up on Twitter about okay, one of these albums must go, and he didn't want to entertain my topic. And it was because it was the 30th anniversary of A Tribe Called Quest and Low End Theory. And I was like, yo, dope. I put it together on Twitter. I put it out there. It was just simple. No harm, no foul. And then the old man was like, I, I don't want to talk about this on the weekend. I did, and it was four albums. I'll give you guys the official rundown here. So I was like, one got to go. Low End Theory, Outcast Equemini, De La Soul, Three Feet High and Rising, and then Wu-Tang, 36 Chambers. Why? Because those, okay, I'm a New York hip-hop head, and the locks have obviously gotten a second rebirth on verses and everything. But if you ask most hip-hop heads, these are the four groups of hip-hop, the four best groups for most hip-hop fans. So I took... What I consider, some people, I guess, disagreed with this, um, especially with Tribe is concerned, but Low End Theory had to be in there. It was the 30th anniversary. As the other group's best albums, De La Soul's best album, Wu-Tang's best album, Outkast's best album, and I put them against Low End Theory. One got to go. I thought it was sensible. No, nah, you, you like... Got, people you, complained it was too hard. It, yes, listen, this one got to go stuff is just for people who like violence, right? <laughs> because there's no reason I need to pick between these four classic albums. You got Three Feet High and Rising, which ushered in the Daisy era, which is really the foundation of the native tongues. Then you have Low End Theory, which is not my favorite tribe album, but I get why you put it in there. Yep. Midnight Marauders is the best tribe album of all time. Correct. One of the greatest albums ever. 36 Chambers? Nothing beats 36 Chambers in any argument because the Wu Army will murder you. That's true. But for this argument, it's not my number one. But I asked you, you said one got to go. One got to go. I'm just saying. I'm not getting rid of anybody. (laughs) Listen, they all. That's not the point of the game. I don't play the game. I don't like the game. Check me out. You're a guy who plays games. That's like going to spades and be like, yo, I'm not counting books. No, because if you tell me my spades game is I I got all jokers. And I got to get rid of one? I ain't playing. That game ain't fun. <laughs> if I'm just saying, like, you, like, who wants to get rid of one of these albums? For what? It's the game. I don't like the it's, game. It's, it's why we play the game. No, we don't. You and Shane Taylor from Ring of Honor. Yep. 
and Top Dollar from NXT. Yeah. Y'all, y'all do this. Him, y'all do this nonsense where you just start putting things up against each other, and then you want to start seeing people argue. I'm the, not with this. The difference is usually they put an easy out. They give you one that's not the same, and it's easy. Be like, yo, nah, this one gotta go. I wanted to make a hard one, and ask people why De La Soul is the one to go. But see, again, Three Feet High Rising came out in what, 92? Uh, I looked it up. They said it came out in 89. Eight, okay, 89. Oh, yeah. Because it was before Native Tongue. Blue so, Mind State and all yeah. that stuff. Okay, and De La Soul is dead. Okay. So that's 89. Yep. Stank, uh, Equipment I came out in 98. Yeah, I didn't You're know. You're putting albums that are nine years apart. That's Come on. tough. Stop I that. didn't mean to do it. I meant to keep it between like 90 and 95, and my timeline just got messed up because – if I do Outcast, one, that's my favorite Outcast album. We just talked about it a week ago. And if I would have put Outcast debut in there, people would have just took Outcast debut out of it, which I still think you can't just easily get rid of. You can't, but. Southern Playlist is incredible. And then, look, this is what you did. You put three New York groups in there with one Atlanta group. That's true. But I mean, this just so happens to be the four best groups in hip hop. New York has a stranglehold on the best groups in hip-hop. I don't know what to tell you. I mean, some people argue the ghetto boys should be in that conversation. No. They're, they're not the woo. They're not outcast. They're not, I'm just maybe saying, instead they, of De La Soul? They'd argue. Maybe. Listen, we got to stop maybe. the De La Soul slander because the, the main reason why you're taking Three Free High and Rising out is because they don't have any streaming rights on Apple Music, so nobody can even reference the album at this point. That's true. You can't but, listen to Stakes is High. You can't listen to Blue Mind State. You can't listen to De La Soul is Dead. So how I YouTube it, but I'm that's saying, a whole thing. It's yeah, very you gotta easy like, to gotta, say, oh, I'm taking out Three Feet High and Rising, which if you don't have Three Feet and High and Rising, you don't have albums with skits. You don't have like nerd culture as it is today. Yeah. You, I mean, that's the foundation of the native tongues. So that's you, tough. So would, would Tribe be Tribe? No, I don't. Without Del I don't know, like, but that, that's, that's my point. Tough. I'm not getting rid of Equimini. Equimini is arguably one of the greatest albums of all time. Yeah. In my opinion. I've heard people say it's like the third best Outcast album. I'll smack them. The reality is, is that Equipment I is Stankonia better than that? Like no, what is, oh, okay. No, Stankonia is the clear form. No. All right. It's like it's, it's Equipment I. Yeah. Because everything they've done on Equipment I is phenomenal. The art of storytelling, the, 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 they came out the gates firing. Yeah. Rosa, Rosa Parks, Parks. Return, of, Return of the Gangster, Live at the Barbecue. Like they came out the gates firing. Then you had uh, Liberation. You had Spodioti Dopalicious. That is a phenomenal album. Can't yeah. take it out. Can't. No. If you, don't, if you take Outkast out, you don't even have trap music like you do today. Outkast basically opened the door for, for Atlanta to be what Atlanta is, yeah. with, even with dope rappers. So I can't take Outkast out. Tribe, Low and Theory. Listen, if Midnight Marauders still exists, I could take out Tribe, Low and Theory. Ooh. Nah, that's tough. <laughs> I'm just saying. Yeah. And the woo, you can't. You, you, yeah. you just can't. I mean, the woo is the woo, I guess. Like, that collection, the Method Man, like, M-E-T-H-O-D Man, like, it has so many joints on there that when I was looking, because I was going to try to be real problematic and say, yo, you got to take off 36 Chambers. But then I I went through the track list and I was like, I can't even do it. Like, for hot take sake, like, I would just be lying to myself. I can't do it. So it had to be De La Soul. But uh, this was our argument. On last week's show, if you guys didn't tune in, you guys can go back, listen to it. We went into this random debate of if there was a versus, Outcast and Tribe, Rosa Parks, 
stands above everything. Everything? That tribe could drop. Or scenario excluded. Yeah, you're not beating scenario. No, no, you're not beating scenario. But when we, when we did that, um, what was the specific song? Electric Relaxation. Oh, Electric Relaxation, which is their number one song, even above scenario. Like, if you go on the rankings and stuff, Electric Relaxation yes. is the number one tribe song. And Rosa Parks beats it in a battle. We went to the Twitterverse. We put out the poll. It was like it was a few hundred people, man. It's not. It's not. Everybody. That was a good, and it was on your Twitter. Yeah, it's, it's fine. It's Twitter. fine. Listen, and it was close though. I was sweating towards the end. It really shrunk look, towards the end. It was fifty-four forty-six. Look, it's fine. People like Rose. I didn't. I thought it was just. It was. You couldn't debate it because it's yeah. not even Outkast's best song. No, no, no. They have like six others. Yeah, it's not even. That. So when, it, yeah. when I heard like when you said Electric Relaxation versus Rose Parks, the other part about it is the setting, right? It's verses. So that's. That's fair. Yep. Like, you know, everybody wants to do, you know, the harmonica solo and all that nonsense. <laughs> cool. I get it. In a versus battle, but Electric Relaxation is one of the greatest hip-hop songs oh, yeah. of all time. And I didn't argue. It, it's the better song in yeah. terms of a head-to-head battle. The only thing I could see beating is Rosa Parks because of the way Rosa Parks is aged yeah. as a song. And it's the same thing with De La Soul. Everyone else, those other three albums, have aged differently than that De La Soul album. I don't know if if people listen to me myself and I today. That, that joint is still rocking. That song does still get played. Like me like, myself and I is look man. I was at a skating rink not too long ago. They played that. I was going crazy. Look, white folks like me myself and I. Yeah, they, you play that at a stadium. Yeah, you play it at a house party. You play it anywhere. Yeah, I could bust some spades playing that. <laughs> I, could, I could do whatever playing me myself and I. But what me myself and I was spades? also. You can't play music during spades. What? There's too much community. No, already, already. I gotta look, be focused. Look, no, you don't. Real space That's players. Why I suck can, at spades. Yeah. When you go to a barbecue, do you hear music when you play games? Yeah. yeah I mean, I guess you hear music the whole time. Yes. So you could play spades. With, what's wrong with you? I got to really be thinking. Like, I just can't. I can't play spades and, like, have music. I'm not playing the music. Yeah. You will be, like, auxiliary bro, music. You will never be at my table. No, I'm going to. You're going to be at the I, kids' table. I saved the notes off of Twitter. There was a, there was a Twitter oh, thread on how to play spades for dummies. I saved it. I'm going to read up like two or three more times. When I come to your crib, not only am I going to be at your table, I'm going to have to tell your wife, like, yo, step to the side. Because I already talked to your wife. She was like, yo, now me and Andreas, it's, it's, too, it's too crazy. We beat everybody. We do. So that's not even fun. You can't run the table for like eight hours. That's not fun. It's your crib. I'm going to tell her, you mingle. Me and Dre will be partners. No, absolutely. We got <laughs> yeah. to no. be no. at least for like an hour. No, no. I don't take L's, right? No, it, wait, and how wait. good are you? You got to oh. carry, you got a backpack. No, man. no, no. Space is about partners. <laughs> and if you lose, I lose. I'm not a good loser. And if you renege or you don't play the right, man, we fighting. I don't Listen, play man, with space. Look, this podcast will Michaels be over. Even Michaels Marty Janetti. No, it's I, okay. I will, I'll be the Janetti in spades. barbershop window you. Don't play with me. <laughs> There's, like, spades is serious. Like, you see my face right now? My brows all furrowed and shit. <laughs> spades are serious. We do not play to just play. What was the last time win? you lost a game of spades? I don't know, but I ain't like it. <laughs> and I lost to somebody who I can say, oh, man, you, you guys got me. But if I play with you and it's your fault, oh, no, we ain't friends no more. This podcast <laughs> is over. Corner podcast is it's a wrap. We ain't doing this show no more. It's over. You're not even going to let me get better at spades? You're a horrible Not, a my, like, not you, at my expense. That's how, so I'm supposed to play with someone who's Equally yes. as bad as me. Get good and together. And just lose 
forever. Right. See, look, look. See, now that we're going to be doing video, people can see this. Like, I'm up here, right? Okay. And then, like, you're down here. Yes. I'm not doing this. What I'm doing is I'm looking down, like, get your ass up here. We, we are on different levels. So you take somebody who's whack with you, y'all lose together, and then you get better you're together. You're the WWE of spades players. Like, you need to be more AEW. Be Daniel Bryan. Put the young people over. No, nobody plays CM Punk like that. versus Powerhouse Hobbs this week. Kelly Dansby. I'm using your government right now. My whole government. Because <laughs> you don't play spades to teach or learn or have fun. There is nothing about this game. So you play a game to not to win, have fun. To win, to talk shit, and to run people off the table. I don't do this to have fun. I don't do this as a friendly event. I play spades with somebody I hate before I play spades with you if they're good. So you just sit there eight hours of me mugging. No, no, no. Play it's, it's, like you're not having fun, fun at all. No, I, I have fun talking shit to the people that I beat. If someone's beating you and they're talking shit to you. I, do you think I stop talking? I mean, if you're losing. So I, I not only have to lose. Me and another partner who both suck. Yes. Not only have to lose. Yes. But we still got to talk shit while we're losing. No, no, no. You can't because you suck. Me, on the other hand, I know I'll win the next game at least. So I can continue to play. Right? <laughs> and talk while I'm losing because I'll get you next time. And I will. But if you suck together, just lose together, right? Lose together, build your clout. Maybe you'll see me at the top. You know, remember Mortal Kombat when they, you, know, you, you fight to the top, right? You want me to be a spades jobber? Yes. Jobbers get better. You need the work. Get, oh the re get your reps in. Look, you don't go to the gym and start just hoisting up 600 pounds, right? No. And would you go to the gym with a super buff guy? Makes you look stupid, right? It makes him look bad because now he, he, he can't work out the way he wants to work out because you got 245s on the, end of the, on the end of the bar. If the buff guy is my friend, he helps me work out. No, he ain't got time for that. He ain't getting stronger. Unload the weights. He's not we'll getting stronger right like that. On. You can't even put the shit on his bar. Look, we, we are not training partners. We're not doing this. I don't even know how we got there. <laughs> I don't know how we got here either. I'm Except I know to not come to you to learn how to play space. Absolutely not. Come to me to lose a space, and that'll be your best learning lesson. Oh, you are just horrible. You're just a spade snob. But that being said, I'm going to play online. Please. I'm going to sharpen my tools up. Do all that. And I'm going to show up to your crib. And maybe in a year or two, I will beat you in space. You won't. <laughs> Sooner <laughs> is. You can't play I with mean, your wife. Look, look. You got to find different parts. You only can play with the cards that you're dealt. So you may get an opportunity to win. But when skill gets involved, you got to bid your books and all that stuff. We'll see. We, we will be right back at this table. I am telling you right now. If I beat you in a game of spades, our entire opening segment, hey, 40 straight hey, minutes of hey, it will be me talking about hey, me beating you in hey, spades. Hey, you want to bet? No, I'm not betting you. Come on, man. No, we already have a bet. Look, My wife is somewhere around here, yes, like she, watching or listening to this show, and she's going to burst in the studio if I make another bet with come you on. and I lose. So, <laughs> not like if, if I lose to you again, no, I've lost three bets to you for everyone listening. I'm undefeated. Years. He's undefeated on this show in bets. I've lost three, uh, two dinner bets and a brunch bet. Yeah. During the brunch bet, we were at like the first AEW show in Chicago. I covered his brunch. He got a comically large bottle of champagne <laughs> because I was paying for the brunch. It was a $110 bottle of champagne. And he's just like, I don't even know if I can drink this all. He's just pouring random drinks for people for mimosas just because he knew I was paying for it. So, no, my wife will kill me. She'll burst in the studio like the Kool-Aid man. Just don't lose. To stop me from making this bet. Right, right. No, I cannot. I cannot bet you right now. I tried. We already have a bet going on. 
Tampa Bay going to the Super Bowl. I gave you the field. Yes. In the NFC versus Tampa yeah. to make it back. Uh-huh. And we have another dinner bet. So, if anything, I can only place one bet at a time. All right. So, you catch me in February, then we can talk. All right. We'll see if you win but this I, bet. I mean, I'm going to win this one. Nope. I believe in you Tom say Brady. It every time. They're playing right now outside the studio. I can't see the score. But I do know they'll get the first round by and they're going to win. Okay. So, I, I feel comfortable in that bet. I'm just, I just enjoy it because I don't have to sweat anything until the NFC Championship game. Yeah, this is how most of the bets you yes. wrote me into. The, the, the Yankees going the Yankees. to the World Series bet? You yeah, gave me the field. Hurt. I was like, all right, cool. Astros, Altuve. They cheated us. But still, I lost the bet yeah. and had to pay for your dinner yeah. or something stupid. So, yeah. Yeah. And you make me pay for it myself. I can't even like No, use... you can't expense it. That ain't fair. <laughs> I want blood money. I want you to pay for my food. It tastes better than <laughs> The champagne is exactly the same. Even if it's cheap, it tastes better. It doesn't you're, matter. You're the worst. So we haven't even talked about what we came to talk about, which we kind of delved into hip-hop, but there was still one more section to talk about before we hit our first break. Complex released the top five songs of 2021 so far list. Now I know these always upset you. You're already yes. riled up because of the Spades game. Piss me off. This should be interesting. The top five songs of 2021 so far. I'm going to run down the list, and we're going to see where they went wrong because they always go wrong. First one, Silk Sonic, Leave the Door Open. Yeah. I guess I'll run down all of them now, comment. Drake, What's Next? Nicki Minaj, Seeing Green. Uh, a Mr. Moneybag Yo, who I don't know who that is. Um, <laughs> Yo, time Today. Like I do know the song, though. Okay. Uh, time Today. Uh, my daughter played it. It's actually a cool video. And then J. Cole, My Life, which to me isn't even the best song in that album. It's not. But nonetheless. That's number five. I'm not mad at number one being Silk Sonic. No, you shouldn't be. Uh, two guys who made a song who have teased an album that's probably never coming out, and they're just eating off of one song. And oh, they got two. They got like some skate ring joints. Oh, yeah, yeah, they do. But Leave the Door Open is like a song that everybody's heard, and everybody, they perform it everywhere, and they're just eating off of one song. I'm yeah. not mad at it. It's a great song. You know it's a great song? Because I don't even like Bruno Mars. That's unfortunate. No, I'm completely against it. When I was getting married... I went to the DJ, and I told DJ, yo, you can play anything you want, but you can't play Bruno Mars. No Bruno Mars at this wedding. What do you have against Bruno Mars? What do you do to him? I don't, and there's something weird about him. I mean, he, he's talented, right? But, like, taking it back, <laughs> yo, this is a deep cut. So if you've been listening to us for, like, six years, my second hot take ever on this show was Frankie Edgar doesn't do it for me, right? Yeah. As a fighter. But that's Bruno Mars to me. Like, he just doesn't do it for me. There's something about him talking, like, once he went back to, like, being a 70s retro singer out of nowhere and kind of, like, co-opting that era, I was like, nah, I'm, not I'm out good. Out of nowhere, have you seen his family? No, what kind of question is that? No, I don't, saying, I don't like, know his family. Like, I, I've never met his aunt, his cousin, no, his niece. No, have you seen like, I'm just saying that, they, that that's their style. Like, they, they, they were, like, cover bands. That's what he grew up in. He grew up paying homage to, like, to James Brown. See, you just don't be liking people. I still don't no like reason. it, but, I mean, at least there's a backstory behind it now. Oh All right. That's cool. Like, I, I didn't like Jamie Foxx when he became Ray for, like, a year and a half. Like, no, I, I didn't like that either. You didn't like Jamie Foxx when he became Ray? No, when he did, like, the Kanye song as Ray Charles. Oh, okay, and then he started that. performing <laughs> like he was Ray Charles for, like, a year and a half. It took him to snap out of that. No, I didn't like that either. Okay. So, like, just be yourself. It's okay. And then... Bruno Mars also has the worst Cardi B verse in the history of Cardi B verse. What song? 
I don't even know the name of the song. I'm not a fan. He got a song with Cardi B. You hate Bruno Mars. It's on the radio. I don't, I don't yeah. like that you hate Bruno Mars like this. Disrespected the Bronx. Anyway, go on the rest of this list. I don't want to hear about <coughs> Bruno Mars anymore. All right. So, leave the door open. Drake's What's Next. And for the life of me, I don't even know how that song goes. <laughs> and, like, really, it's not on the new album. It was on the EP that he dropped. Yeah, and it's not the best song in the EP. The best song in the EP they have at six which is Lemon Pepper Freestyle. That is correct. So I, I don't even know what this song is, What's Next. It might have been like a single. I don't. People will correct me, but I don't even remember it. So that can't be number two. Nicki Minaj seeing green. Listen, Nicki's washed up. The verse wasn't great. But Drake Wayne, what did to that track? I could put it at number one. It's a dope song. For, for the year. And plus, they got the beat off some kid on YouTube. Or like, yeah. uh, who went viral on IG or something. Yeah. Crush it. Money back, yo, time today. Right? It's the number one song for the youngsters, I guess. They need something. Can't be an old grumpy man. Look, 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 stop. Let's let's get to the point. Who is this list for? It ain't for me. That's all I know. You make a top five list and it don't have like scatterbrain by Conway the Machine. I don't, I don't want it. I I'm on by the way, this list is fifty deep. I'm almost guaranteeing that song's not even on the It's list. on the list. Because it's that though. <laughs> I don't know. Doja Cat and SZA are seven. But Kiss a, me more. No, it, it's, complex, it's definitely right? not for you. It's not, not for me. If they, if they made a list for me, you know what I'm saying? It would have like maybe Family Ties with Baby Keem and Kendrick. It's one of my favorite songs this year, hip hop. It would have J. Cole's uh, Hilltop on Hillside, which is my favorite song on the Cole album. Yeah. Uh, there's, it w- I mean, Lumberjack's not on here? No, Lumberjack's not on here. Tyler Creator? There's no Tyler on here. Like, how you not um, have That's the best album of the year still. Yeah. The, the Nas joint with Lauryn Hill was crazy that's not on here Migos straightening's on here number nine whatever I'm Yo, just, that's like, my track though. all I'm saying is these they lists, can see me dance now in the studio Ooh. these lists can't what? make me mad because they ain't for me like they didn't make this list and was like what is Andreas like they don't care this list is it's a mess when you were making lists like like say when you were you know writing articles for double xl back in the day or um hip-hop dx all this stuff is that the same mentality you had? Like, yo, I'm not worried about people who liked Run DMC. Like, I'm not worried about those people. Like, my list I'm was, just going to put together my list of what my young crew likes. When we did year-end lists, right, we would, we would have a collection of our, our crew, and we, would, we knew our audience. We were hip-hop DX. So you wouldn't get, like, a bunch of R&B songs on there. You're not putting Soldier Boy on there? No. Even though when Soldier Boy had, like, the number one song. Absolutely not. I hated it. There's no crank that on your Our crew, our, our, our staff hated it. Like, our staff, we were all, like, like-minded. Like, when the Source had the Mind Squad and used to rate albums, they were like-minded individuals. You wouldn't have some goofy come in there and be like, yo, uh, Daisy Dukes is, like, the best song of the Like, you wouldn't have that. If that fool walked in, then you kick him out. These complex lists, they, they, like, cater to everybody. They try to. And when you try to cater to everybody, you fail. So I don't, I don't want this list. Lemon Pepper Freestyle should be on in the top five. It's one of the best songs that Drake had this year. It's probably Drake's. Best song in a while. It might be his best song of the year. But there's, there's, yeah. They miss mad stuff. Justin Bieber, um, Justin Peaches, Bieber, Peaches is 15. That's too low. Way too low. That song is a banger. If you're doing hip-hop and R&B, that's a banger. Baby Keem and Travis Scott, Durag Activity is 17. It's ahead of Kendrick. I mean, whatever. I, like, look, look, look. Like, I'm looking at my list, my little replay list right now. Yep. And my list is nothing like, like, Lumberjack. Is one of the top songs I played this year. I mean, it's a lot of Tyler, Corso, Topaz Jones, Black Team. That's not even on here. This list ain't for me. I could care less. 
<laughs> so there's nothing on this list that I'm just like, ah, man, I'm upset because like, there's not enough Benny the Butcher on here. Or there's, you know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, there isn't enough Benny the Butcher on there's not. I mean, there's not. There's not enough Nas on here, right? There's not enough Tyler on here. There's no Tyler on here. How do you not have Tyler the Creator on this list? Damn, I don't know. That's When we get Day in Vegas here, um, it's a festival for those who don't know. They come every November, you know, COVID permitting. But their lineup this year is crazy, and I, I want to go to the Tyler night. Like, I have to go see Tyler again live. Yeah, so uh, to conclude, so we can move on to MMA talk, F this list, throw it in the trash, <laughs> set it on fire, don't oh, bring it back. Betty Butcher 24 when Tony met Sosa. I stand corrected, this one complex. Dude. But that's the, one, that's the one dude, right? It's like when you have the one black dude in the room, it was like, what about different world? And all, like, all the white people were like, no, friends. And they the was like, affirmative action, yeah, Benny the Butcher? Thank you. The affirmative, affirmative action, action, Benny the Butcher, and Conway. Because, like, Scatterbrain with, with J.I.D. and Ludacris is one of the best songs of the year to me. It's amazing, but it's like 23. How do they even put the numbers on this, right? Like, how do you, how do you do, how do you make these lists? You get a bunch of people in the room. You know how do you make these lists? Oh no, I do. Rank and but I, I've seen other places make lists and they just arbitrarily throw things into place. They're like, sounds like 23. No, man, I, I could care less about. These sounds things. like the UFC rankings. Which let's yeah. <laughs> Which transition? Thank we, you. We'll get to after this break. We're talking UFC 266 and everything that happened on Saturday night. Don't go anywhere. Be right back after this. Hey everyone, it's Lindsay Rhodes, and I've got a new podcast, the NFL Road Show. Fun and kind of nerdy conversation about the NFL every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. I've got some amazing guests that are joining me. I'll be breaking the huddle with the top stories, previewing games. We'll get you set for the weekend fantasy with our Fantasy Friday episodes, and we'll answer some of your questions as well. So subscribe to the NFL Roadshow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, we are back. Time to finally dive into combat sports, right? It's time to talk about what we came to talk about, and that is UFC 266 over the weekend. Amazing card. I really enjoyed myself. I thought it was good action all night. You got there, like, super early. No, I didn't. I was watching the Joshua Usyk fight, and then I got there a little bit later. Look, real quick, we're in the studio right now, and there's, like, a dude dancing out of the studio. Oh, yeah. You missed him. Oh, <laughs> you missed him. It's, it's crazy. It's like <laughs> I'm gonna do my best not to get distracted by these crazy. Yeah, they anyway. gonna see me dancing too. We gonna be dancing together. Them outside the glass, me inside the glass. Much. Anyway, it's like a silent concert. Anyway, yeah, after the Joshua Usyk fight, I had to drive to T-Mobile, and I pulled up, and I was like, "Oh my God, it's suburban loitering." So many people. I, there was crazy a lot man. of people at UFC 266. Crazy. Man. You looked at the card, and it was like, this is an okay card. Outside of Nick Diaz, who's the star of the show, but he's the third fight on the card. But uh, the crowd was crazy. Everyone from Stockton, California, made the drive. That's like 17 people. Yeah. <laughs> that, is, that is also true. So, but when I showed up, you would think it was like 30,000. Because everyone was a Nick Diaz fan. Yeah. Everyone. And... What's funny is MMA fans are very weird, right? Oh, so you don't say. My first fight I get there, it's like a heavyweight fight on the prelims. Um, and I get there, and the entire crowd is shouting, USA, USA. I'm like, okay. But then they're also Nate Diaz fans, or like Shevchenko fans. I'm like, you guys are very confusing. 
Like, I, I, I don't know where you, Look, your license really you know, lies. Come on, man. You know what this is. Like, <laughs> right? When there is a, a person with melanin in the octagon and then a non-melanated person in the octagon, the default is USA. It doesn't matter where they're from. They could be from Brooklyn. They could be from Barbados. They could be from Beijing. They're going to start chanting USA at them. Unless you're like Nate Diaz or yeah. like a Jorge Masvidal. But they ain't chanting, you know, it's Nate Diaz versus Robbie Lawler. It's like, you know, it's the American boys, right? No, yeah, but I'm just saying, like, you can like both, I guess. It's yeah. like, yeah, if, you, I don't, if, I don't have, look, if I don't have a horse in the race, I'm going to take the American. The UFC is an 80s movie, right, where all the foreigners are terrorists. It's very true. And you got it's very Jean-Claude Van Damme. Yeah, it's like, so, I mean, except for the ones that they like, right? Because Jean-Claude Van Damme, in essence, should have been a terrorist. His accent was heavy. Oh, he could have been typecast. Yeah. But somehow, yeah, no, nah, he, he look, bucked look, that whole trend. Look, Arnold Schwarzenegger should have been a terrorist. Yeah, could have been a bad guy. So you pick who you like. But he ended up being He-Man. He-Man? Nah. I mean, what? What movie was he in? Who? Schwarzenegger. Dolph Lundgren was He-Man. What was Schwarzenegger? The t- what the hell? The Terminator. Yeah. Conan the Barbarian. Damn, I'm Terminator, showing my age. Conan. Listen, like, excuse me, I was born in 88. He was Conan the Barbarian. Yeah, but he, they didn't treat him like a foreigner. No, no, no. But he killed all the foreigners in the movies. Yeah, So that the, was weird. the UFC, they pick and choose which foreigners they like. It's very true. But if you, if you are of darker skin tone, it's immediate. USA, you, it don't matter where you're from. Oh, that's going to be... Listen, I'm not going to be any... We both got to cover Canelo here in Vegas. Yes. But Colby, when he fights against Usman again, Bruh. boy, it's going to be crazy in New York. So uh, still kind of mad I'm missing that fight. But now with this weekend's fight, we had, you know, Marlon, Marlon Reyes was on the prelims. Dan oh, Hooker God. was on the prelims. Um, it was it's good, good action. Yeah. This is a good call. In, in the prelim fights. But before we even get there, because that's our Saturday night. On Friday night, I was at Wayans. Wayans were cool. Little scuffle, you know, it built anticipation. After the Wayans, I had to stay for the Hall of Fame. Oh, I'm sorry. I had to, no, not the whole Hall of Fame. No one's going to the whole Hall of Fame. I had to do the red carpet for the Hall of Fame. I see GSP coming. He's getting inducted. I see Dustin Poirier coming. He's getting inducted as like man of the year or whatever for his. Um, philanthropy, great. Open tons of stuff down there in Louisiana. Well-deserved. Next person coming in was fight of the year for the Hall of Fame. John Jones versus Alexander Gustafson. Fight of the year inducted into the Hall of Fame. Or for, you know, fight of whatever. That goes into the Hall of Fame. Gustafson couldn't come because of travel. John Jones shows up. Shows up doing media interviews. He's big as hell now. 255, can't wait to fight at heavyweight, smiling. He shows up, whole fam is there because it's induction night. Cool, we see him, they go into the Hall of Fame. I go and get something to eat because I'm hungry after this. I come back out, Hall of Fame is finished. They're all now partying at uh, some spot in the park MGM, Nomad Bar. Partying in there. I'm walking out, about to get my car from valet. I see John Jones, can't miss him. Having a ball. As I'm drinking, hey, everybody, life for the party. Cool. I wake up the next morning. I go to official weigh-ins at the UFC Apex. Mark Ray Mundy walks up to me. 
you won't believe this. Shows me his phone. John Jones arrested here in Vegas, 5 a.m., domestic violence and destruction of property for, I don't know, going after someone in a car, I guess. In jail, 12-hour hold. I looked at him, and I was like, that's the most believable thing I've heard all weekend. He <laughs> walked away. Like, why am I, what do you mean I won't believe this? This is John Jones. The first episode of the Corner Podcast ever, six and a half years ago, was after John Jones was in his car, randomly ran into another car that was driven by a pregnant woman, fled from the scene for like two minutes, ran back to grab his wallet, like, they'll never know it's me if I have my wallet, and ran away again. Left his training gear, probably had a UFC fight kit or something stupid with his name on it. Left all that in the car. There was condoms, there was hot Cheetos. We talked about that on the first show of the quarter podcast. Six and a half years later, our first show in Blue Wire Studios. Here we are again with John Jones. I can't believe it, but I can. So that kicked off our weekend, and now John bailed out all this stuff. Talked about it a little bit on the last show. We ran through the whole situation, but now this kind of blew over to bring all this full circle. On Saturday night, I heard nothing about it. Not one mention of John Jones. What was you? It's sad we got to the point that he wasn't even a lead story in MMA. It was like, yo, whatever. You got to wrestle last night? Cool. Nick Diaz, bro. Like, Who's the biggest star? Oh. Um, Come on, man. Nick, Nick Diaz, Diaz is a bigger star than John Jones. Nick Diaz hasn't fought in five and a half years, and he's a bigger star than John Jones. But John yeah. Jones is about... Fought sporadically because he's stupid, right? Yeah, yeah he, can't, he keeps, can't get out of his own way. Yeah, he keeps doing stupid stuff. They're not talking about him. But the UFC doesn't even want to talk about him because there's nothing to talk about. He ain't fighting. No. Now it's like, hey, uh, you did what? Oh, you were asking for more money? Nah, we're good. We're not paying you anything. <laughs> you got to fight for whatever we you know who's, if we let you fight. You know who's losing? Francis Ngannou. Yeah. Francis Ngannou's sitting there like, God damn, John. What's wrong with you? Heavyweights in all sports this weekend fumbled the bag. Yo, he, like he's just standing there with his big ass arms stretched out. Like, what is wrong? <laughs> like, what in, you know, in his accent, what is wrong with you, John? Like, he's <laughs> unhappy because John Jones has blown it. Because now Francis, he has to fight Cyril Gain or Derek Lewis. Yep. There's nowhere for him to go. Well, Cyril Gain, because I mean, Cyril oh, Gain I'm sorry, yeah, Cyril yeah. Gain watched Derek Lewis. I was gonna say Stipe, but that fight ain't happening. No, no, he's not fighting Stipe. Yeah, no, no, no. So it'll be Sarah Gain and Francis Ngannou in this fight with like this strange narrative. Like, you used to be training partners, but the money was in the John Jones fight. Yep. But John Jones has never proven to be a draw, except when he's having beef with somebody. DC. Exactly. But he has no real beef with Francis Ngannou. The only beef he has now is with like vehicles, yep. women, and cocaine. Yep. So it's like. Any type of foreign substance. You'll see it paying for that. Yeah. So. Liquor, Las Vegas in general. Yo. And yo, John Jones don't get along. Dana White said as much. He was like, yo, we brought the guy into the city for 12 hours. He can't stay out of trouble. Like, it's, stop coming to Vegas. You can't even have a fight here anymore. You can't defend John Jones. It's, I say a lot, it, it might be over. This might be it. How, how many more answers do you give him? I, I don't know. Like, really, if they cut him, what are they losing? Nothing. He's not as big a star as Nganu. He's not as big a star as the UFC. He's not bigger than those three letters. So who cares? Like, you cut him, and they go, oh, well, the best fighter's gone now. Yeah. And then Scott Coker at Bellator goes like, yeah. Dana goes, that's your problem. Yep. 
because you might get three fights out of him. You might. Like, how many times has he fought in the last five years? Five. We looked this up at one. Five <laughs> in the past five years. The man's not fighting. Yeah. The man's not fighting. What, is he 34 now? Yep. He's lost his prime years to cocaine and pregnant women with cars and hot Cheetos, whatever the hell's wrong with him. Like, what are you losing? Drug tests. The heavyweight division doesn't need him. Yep. The light heavyweight division doesn't need him. No. Jan Blakovich is, is running. He's never going back down. There's, no. Again, he was a giant. giant now. Yeah, yeah. So true. it's like, you look at it, is it nice to have him? Sure. Yeah. It's nice to have a lot of fighters. But John is not a guy where they're just like, oh, man. He's gonna, not Connor. We're going to look the other way. Yeah. They look the other way. Connor threw a dolly through a bus window. And injured a fellow champion and shook another one. Let's keep going. Rose might n- still not be recovered from that. Connor socked an elderly man in the bar. <laughs> Man's was like. That's not funny. That is not funny at all. It's funny but because. Over proper 12. Like Connor was like, yo, take my whiskey. And the guy was like, I ain't drinking that shit. Boom. Caught the right hand. And then it was like, ah. Well, we're still going to book him for a fight. Yeah, should have took the proper yeah. 12. But it's like, but, but John, there's no more looking the other way. You can't. The man's a, he's a goof now. Like, he's yeah. the best. He's the greatest MMA fighter and still has somehow become a wasted talent. I saw Kaz tweet that. I was like, yo, that's, that's so true. Because he, he's the greatest, the greatest MMA fighter, time. but he could have been, he could have been like the biggest star yeah. in the sport. Because not only is he great, like, he could have been, he could have transcended the sport. Like, you had a Ronda Rousey, you had a Conor McGregor who have transcended the sport. But John was better than them yeah. for a longer period of time. He just wasn't as active. Like, they were nuclear and active for like two and a half year periods. The window was small. Where it went through the roof. Yeah. They were like the Rock in Austin. The like, window was small. Huge. But, yeah, John has just been here forever, but it just never really played out in a way where he was consistent enough in the octagon to take off. Because if he was, he could have moved up, fought a Cain Velasquez at some point, would have went through the roof. He was teasing the, the Brock Lesnar fight. If he was active and not suspended, probably gets that after he beats DC. Yeah. Through the roof in terms of profile and draw. He's left a lot of money on the table just being an idiot. And you can't get those years back. Like, you don't become a superstar at 34 years old. Well, Daniel Cormier kind of did. But he started at 30. I'm just saying. I'm How about saying, this? You don't become a superstar in year 14 I'm just, of your career. No, you don't become a superstar. Jorge Masvidal, you randomly need someone in five seconds. I mean, look at Jorge Masvidal had been fighting forever, right? Yeah. He got inverted triangles by Toby Yamada in like Bellator 3 or some shit. <laughs> so it's like the man has been here for a long time. You can get over, but he kept his nose clean, <laughs> pun intended. Yeah. But John can't stay out of his own way. He can't. And look, I mean, look, man. He has to beat Francis Ngannou if he hopes to ever He'll, he, get that back That fight ain't to, happening. John will have to take that fight for a buck fifty. At this point, you better do it. Because now there's no other way. And it should have been like this way before. But there's no other way to make money. There's no sponsorships coming in for someone who gets arrested every two years. In today's culture, it's not even like it's 2014, 2015. And it's, it's just honesty. 2014 and 2015 was a lot different in 2021 on what is and isn't acceptable publicly for women, for minorities, for everything. Like, the culture has changed. You can't do stuff that you can do three years ago. Hitting a woman today? No. Well, that's not proven. John can make money. Here's how. Be a pro wrestler. Ugh. He doesn't have personality. He can't cut a promo. He, he can lie. He, he'll show He could, could. Look, John's a fantastic liar. 
Amazing liar. So you think he can't Vince, convince Vince McMahon? Convince, convince, there you go. <laughs> um, convince Vince McMahon, like, sign me. A couple million dollars. You got it. I'll wrestle Brock Lesnar. If I can't do it in the octagon, I can do it in, in Saudi Arabia. You think he can't get to Saudi Arabia back? No, he could. I mean, I saw Cain Velasquez get to Saudi Arabia. Yeah, Cain Velasquez. Cain can't cut a promo. Either. No, he's done. So there's ways, but the UFC is at a point where it's like we don't need him, and he's not worth the trouble. So I, they, I don't think right now, if you ask me today, I don't think he fights in the UFC again. Going to get future endeavored. Yeah. The UFC. <laughs> like, yeah, that's, that's tough. Um, coming back to this card, let's go through it real quick. So on the prelims, like I said, um, Dan Hooker looked amazing, even though he flew in the night before, yeah. made weight, came out to the octagon, and, and he showed new skills. Like Dan Hooker is a striker. We know what he can do on the feet. He won this fight because he had takedowns. Yeah. Takedowns in rounds two and three, and uh, Nazareth wasn't, wasn't ready for it. I, I was there. I saw GSP consoling him. I ran into GSP. Um, there's a hobby in the back, you know, talking to him. I was like, you know what? Honestly, we didn't train enough for wrestling in this camp. It was like, we got to drill wrestling every camp. One, it'll just give you cardio. Two, you never know what someone's going to do. I was like, you know what? We learn from this and we go forward. Yeah. But they didn't do it. But even then, that shows, you know what? Dan Hooker has more to do, more to grow. The entire camp, he said, is probably moving from New Zealand to the U.S. because New Zealand won't let people travel back and forth. They got to make a living. So that means we'll get... You know, Izzy over here, all those guys training in the States, which would give them more opportunities to fight. Izzy already fights a ton of times a year. So I think Dan Hooker, like say they go to, I don't know, Colorado is at Elevation or like some like dope. Like he honestly could get better with some new faces to train against. I mean, dude, he was like a fight or two away from a title opportunity. Yeah. Until yeah, so he, he got knocked up, up by Chandler. Yep. You know, so it's like. Dan Hooker showing another wrinkle in this game is the next level of progression. And it's a loaded lightweight division. He looked good. He'll get another big fight. I mean, I, I doubt you run it back with Chandler. I, I don't know who he He fights. wants Darius. Who was in the building? Yo, did you see Darius? I saw him, like in the hallway. I, I was like, yo, I looked at him. I was like, there's no way you're a lightweight. No. Vince no. is big. Yeah. <laughs> Vince is beefy. Yeah, like I. I no, cuz. You ain't no. I looked at him. I was like, nah. 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 But that's, that's a fight to make. So Dan Hooker's got options. He looks good. He's a fan favorite. All this nonsense about him coming over has only made him a bigger star. So he's in a good spot right now. In the prelim main event. Oh, my God. Moraes versus Marab. This could have been fight of the night if it wasn't for the main event. Yo, this was the runaway from fight of the night. Easy. And you look at this. Marlon Moraes comes out looking like the Marlon Moraes of old. Yeah. Comes in. Has Marab just stop for all purposes. The ref just doesn't step in, which was a theme all night, by the way. The ref is just like, no, we're going to let him play out. We're going to see what happens. I choose violence. And Rob's like, okay, cool. Gets back to his feet, which is the problem. Race is like, well, I don't know. We, I kind of champion this all the time. If you have someone hurt, why go to the ground with them? Just make them stand back up and finish them off? Race thought that. It was a wrap. Rob came back. Molly whopped him from there on out, almost stopped him um, to end the first round. Early in the second, it was over for Marlon Moraes, and it might be over in the UFC for Marlon Moraes. Dude, listen, Marlon Moraes came in the UFC, was a World Series of Fighting champion, was on a tremendous winning streak, looked like he was going to be champion. And I say that because he was. Remember what he did to Henry Cejudo? Oh, yeah. For a round and a half. And yep. then he got tired. Yeah. And everything changed. 
He has not been the same since that fight. Even he beat Jose Aldo in the interim, but uh, he didn't really beat Jose Aldo. No. And he's not, he just hasn't looked Hasn't good. he beat Aljo? He kicked Aljo in the face. Yeah, and knocked him out. Yes. Aljo's a champion. Yes. Like, he, he honestly could have been a champion. Corey Sanhagen obliterated Marlon Moraes. Yep. Right? So now Marlon Moraes gets this fight with Mirab, and it's like, now he's become the Zab Judah of MMA. He's a front runner who runs out of gas, and if he doesn't finish his opponent, it's over. Over. Like, he, had, he hit Mirab with a left hand. Mirab stumbled back. He pounced on He did everything right. And if there was a different referee, we wouldn't be having this conversation. Nope. And would have said he's back. Highlight will stop it. You got to talk like Marlon, too, because Marlon has that light, light voice. We're back. <laughs> We're back. And it's like, how are you, like, so stocky and you got that little voice? But anyway, like, he was beating the hell out of Marab. And Marab came back, won the fight. Marlon, he just, he was dead. Like, he was, as soon as Marab got up, I was like, this fight is over. I was tweeting that. This fight is over because... Mentally, you have given everything you had to your opponent. And the son of a bitch gets up and is like, come on. That's like my worst nightmare, right? Yeah. If right. I have a dream and I punch you in the face and you're like, come on, I'm waking up, <gasps> punching my pearls. Like, this son of a bitch wouldn't go away. Yeah. This is happening in real life and he's coming at you angry that you almost finished him. And then he beats the hell out of you. And that's just in the first round. He came back in the second round, took him down and just and beat the hell out of him again. Marab is a problem. And that division better be careful. That Bantamweight division better be careful about Marab. One, we need more, you know, names now that we see whatever's happening with Aljo and that situation. Like, we, we need, you know, more of these contenders or just tough-ass, badass people because you can never count them out of a fight. No. And you see something like that. This fight, the swing, again, we can't discredit how crazy it was. At one point, Marlon Moraes landed 31 straight significant strikes. They get up, and then Marab lands 60. To nothing. To nothing. It was 31 to nothing for Moraes, and then 60 to nothing for Marab. At no point. I was like, yo, this is the craziest thing I've ever seen. Unbelievable. So Unbelievable. that was supposed to be fight at night. But now we got to go to the main card. Jessica Andrade versus Cynthia Calvillo. I told you, too I was strong. wrong. Too I was wrong. Yo. If you don't got the skills to circle, keep her at distance, you're not beating the queen of the fate, Jessica Andrade. Yo, Jessica Andrade has the best barber in the MMA. Best barber. And that powers her up. <laughs> and then when she pulls up to the case, like, look, man, if you look like her, at her back, like, she's diesel. Yeah. And I like Cynthia Calvillo. Like, she looks like a great person. But when they stood in the octagon next to each other, I was like, These, this, this ain't going to work. Something ain't the same. And Calvillo would circle. Try to shoot the jab, circle, circle. And Jessica was like, I don't care about any of this. If you can't make a strong fighter respect you, they're going to beat you up. And that's exactly what Jessica Andrade did. Like, people were like, oh, is she a gatekeeper? I don't know. I wouldn't want to fight that gatekeeper. No. no nobody's beating Valentina, all right? Yeah. Nobody's we saw Valentina. that when she fought Andrade. Yeah. Nobody's beating <laughs> Valentina. Yeah. It's okay to be number two to fight like Valentina. Just like it was okay to be number two to John Jones. Yep. It's okay, like, to be number two sometimes. doesn't necessarily mean you're a gatekeeper, especially if you keep turning back everybody that's in the way. The problem is... Ryan Faber made a career off of that. Yeah. The problem becomes, though, like, if you keep turning back potential Valentina opponents, well, what's Valentina going to do? <laughs> fight, she's going to have to fight Andrade again at some point. Yeah. I mean, Andrade, at the end of this fight, and you mentioned how ripped her back was, how she looked, how physically imposing she was compared to Cynthia Calvillo. At the end, she's like, Dana, let me go back to 115. Right. Because she knows she's not getting the title shot. 
No, you got to know your limits. But I was like, where are you now cutting this 10 pounds? Because you look like a natural 125. Let her, look, look, let her figure it out. Look, if I can't whoop somebody because they're too big, right? It's, and we'll talk about Valentina. This is not the case with Valentina. Yeah. But if I can't, if I know, like I went out there and involved Valentina, Valentina said, okay, I fight you at your own game. And then beat, beat me up. I'm like, all right, cool. I can't fight here anymore. <laughs> like I want a title. Like you got it. I can't get it from you. I want a title. I'm going to move down and wait. And I'll, I'll figure it out. Like, if I got to chop off a leg or something like that, we'll figure it out. Yep. But I ain't going to continue to get my ass whipped by her. No. That ain't going to be my legacy. That ain't cool. Jessica Andrade, the woman who got her ass whipped by Valentina every other weekend. Like, that's not going to be my career. I'm going to move down and wait. It's going to hurt. I'm going to be miserable. But at least I'll be able to tell whoever I'm with at the time, I won the title. And I ain't get my ass whipped every weekend. Yeah. You don't want to be that person. And that title at 115 now, like, is kind of styles make fights now. Yeah. No pass around. Like, Whaley Zhang looked incredible for a I mean, she was at Rose. 115, remember? I yeah. mean, she lost the title. She beat Rose. She beat Rose, who's now champion right. again. She's done it. It was hard for her to cut the weight, but yep. now she's just kind of like, well, you know, I just you know, have to suck when on a few more lemons. When you see Rose as champion, you're like, yo, I beat her before. Yeah, I slammed her on her face. Yeah. So and she like, wants that rematch because it was a close rematch. So I, I get it. I don't want to fight Valentin. You know you got to know when to fold him sometimes. Some people yeah. are just stupid. And they're just running to a brick wall and like, I just want to get my ass whooped for the rest of my life. Yeah. <laughs> not, to, not her. She's smart. Go back down to 115. You got Zane. You got Rose. You got NJT. Like, there's opportunity there for you to win. Yep. This division, there is absolutely not. Tatiana Suarez coming back soon. Is she? Yeah. Yeah. All right. She had one neck complication, which she just got cleaned up, but she's coming back. Okay. Here in a second. So that's another contender at 115 or 125 if she moves up. Um, that division, again, there's a lot of, lot of pieces there. Mackenzie Dern, should be an interesting matchup. Hey. Because you can just power through her, but if she wraps you up, right? But yeah. the hands aren't there, so you might be able to knock her off. It's, it's a wide-open division. Yeah. Um, in the co-main, Curtis Blades versus Rosenstruck. This played out how I thought, but the ending really didn't click to me. Like... I thought if Rosenstruck was able to close the distance without getting taken down for long enough, he'd knock out Curtis Blades. He swelled his eyes shut. He couldn't get the knockout. Blades ended up being tougher than I gave him credit for because I've seen him knock Starge out before. So I was like, yo, he, okay, he ate these shots. They landed enough takedowns to get the decision. It was ugly. I don't, I don't know where you go from here, but he, he wants Stipe. If Stipe ain't got nobody else, Steven might have to take that fight, but it, was, it wasn't a pretty win, but it was a win Blades needed. Look, man, Curtis Blades is not fun to watch, right? No. If you lock me in a room, it'd be like, yo, I got these videotapes of these fighters that you could watch. One of them is Curtis Blades. I'm like, no, no, that's okay. Can we watch another sport? <laughs> Long-form torture. Yeah, it's not fun. And it's not fun to fight him either, which Rosenstruck learned very quickly. Because the problem is, is that Curtis Blades is still a heavyweight, which means his hands still hurt if he connects. So, and especially when he flashes his hand side, like Rosenstruck will like flinch and back up. Because you don't want to you don't want to be the guy that gets knocked out by the guy who doesn't knock out. <laughs> yeah. Right? We've seen that before. We've seen it. So Rosenstruck was like, like they got knocked out. It's like, all right, I want to be careful. But and he hit him with a flying knee when, when Blaze shot, and he yeah. walked through that, and it was like, ah, damn. He's, now what? Yeah, all right. Well, I guess we're just gonna lose this fight. Live yeah. the fight another day. Because once you're on the ground, you're not getting that up. round is done. Yeah, you're cooked. And when you only got three rounds. It was like, yo, you know, time isn't on your side. And then, um, so that's Blades. We'll see what's next for him. Now we get to the unofficial main event of the night. 
Nick Diaz versus Robbie Lawler. I'm, <laughs> I'm tasked at this point of following Nick Diaz around. So I'm following him around backstage. It's cool. I'm getting my shots. Um, I capture his walk-in. And the pop he got, it's like Adam Cole pop when he came out and his music hit. I don't even know what his music was. Deftones. Okay. Favorite group. Because it was so loud. Yeah. I was like, yo, I couldn't even hear the music. And so the atmosphere was there. And we'll get to the fight here in a sec. But it's crazy how he's become a superstar without fighting because of his brother's achievement. Yeah. It's all Conor McGregor's fault. <laughs> Conor's star power is that big. Yeah. You don't even got to fight him to become a superstar. No, it's like your brother beat Conor, and by proxy, his older brother becomes a star too. They both have, I don't want to say they're pedestrian records, but they're not like the best in the division at, no. at all. Ever. They're, they're, I mean, Nick's been better than Nate traditionally. Yeah, I mean, well, Nick started off better than Nate. Yeah. Nate beat Conor. Yeah. Like, like, let's be honest. Like, Nate beat like Gray Maynard. Nate beat uh, Cowboy Cerrone. Nate has a couple. He's got, but... It, I think he's like 19 and 11, yeah. 19 and 12 now. He lost Leon Edwards. And Nick Diaz has been gone for like ever, was on a losing streak, and he's, he's a star. Again, if Conor McGregor doesn't lose to Nate Diaz, this isn't happening. No, they're not making what they want to make. They probably never come back because they're not making what they want no. to make. And I, I mean, yeah, we're going to talk about the fight, but Nick continuing to say, I don't know how this fight got happened. It's the crazy. Listen, if I'm going. <laughs> If it's, you remember when you were like school and the bell would ring and you had a fight and they were like, meet me in the lunch, like recess, you meet at the playground, you'd be like, all right, cool, what's up? And everybody knows what's going to happen. Yeah. What if you're about to fight somebody and he's like, I don't even know why I'm here. Like, we're supposed to fight, fool. <laughs> I told you this. Like, yesterday. Like, he was like, I don't know who booked this shit. Like, that's how he, that's how he acted the yeah. entire week. He was like, I don't know. I'm going to fight, but I didn't want to do this. It's really hard to beat up somebody who doesn't want to be beat up. Fortunately, Robbie Lawler. <laughs> Doesn't care about anything. No. He doesn't and care about narrative. It doesn't stuff, matter. No. Robbie Law is like the worst interview in the world because you can't get him to talk about anything because nothing matters to Robbie Law. Yep. So this fight, as soon as like Nate was like, ah, I don't know, Robbie's like, I don't care. It's a horrible opponent. Yeah, bro. it's like, what's the check? How much is it? I'm fighting. Yep. See you there. But yeah, Nate's, I mean, Nate's a star. I, I kind of felt bad for Robbie because he was like Perfect. such an afterthought yeah. heading into this fight and he still ends up winning and nobody cares. No. I mean, it was all about Nick. The crowd cheered Nick afterwards. The fight itself was a lot more entertaining than I thought for a guy who's been out of the octagon for five and a half years. Boy. Seeing that up close, Nick's chin is something crazy. He's always had a stellar chin. Yeah, Nate does too, for that matter. Oh. Like, his chin, just the shots he was taking, how he sets it up. They do like the rope and dope, but in MMA, just when it lets you throw yourself out. And then just well back at you. Yeah, they're just built differently. And it's exciting. That's win or lose, he gave the fans their money's worth. And it shouldn't have been a five round fight. <laughs> it was so stupid. Makes no sense. If it was three, maybe he gets back up and tries to tough through it because Robbie hits him with an uppercut that shatters his nose. Yeah. And I'm watching it from outside the octagon because I'm like right next to it. You see him, his leg kind of buckles. People think he has a leg injury. I'm Nah, like you can see his nose, like literally came in. I'm like watching it. And he gets up, and that doesn't even bother him necessarily. He goes to get up, and the ref comes over, like, Are you okay? And he's about to get off his knee to continue a fight, and he blows his nose. 
And at that point, blood gushes everywhere. And then he takes back, he takes the knee back, and he's like, now nah, I'm done. Never blow your nose. It's Cowboy Cerrone rule 101. If you think your nose is broken, swallow the blood. That's disgusting. Never blow your nose because there's no stopping it after that. And that's what happened. And he was like, nah, I'm out of here. I mean, look, look. Because you wasn't going another two and a half rounds like that. No. Maybe if you told him you got to go another two, he might have toughed through it. But it was over at that point. It, was it entertaining? Yes. But in like a weird like AARP senior citizens kind of fight. It was better than that. No, they had the, crazy the re- volume. The reason why I say that is because Nick's punches were so slow. They were landed. They were landed because Robbie's older too. You got <laughs> okay. two guys in their late 30s fighting that have been through hell and back. And it's entertaining. Again, I say this all the time. Only in like boxing and MMA are bad fights really entertaining. Oh, yeah. The most technically sound fighters, that shit is not fun to watch. No. That's why nobody likes to watch Floyd Mayweather fight. Because it's like, that's not fun. You can't hit him. But Forrest uh, Griffin and Stefan Bonner is like the greatest UFC fight of all time. It's a terrible fight. <laughs> <laughs> In no terms defense. of like technique, yeah. it's terrible, but it's fun. This was similar to that. Robbie's a little more tighter with his technique. He looked a lot crisper. We knew the end was near early, but Nick was like, Nick's throws from awkward angles because he's like a boxer, really. Yeah. And I mean, it was just a matter of time. Like, a man who gets his face shattered and questions, this is where Nick goes, I don't know if I feel like being here right now. Yeah. He didn't feel like being there no. to start with. But as soon as he got hit, he was like, yeah, yeah I don't feel no, like no, doing no, this no. anymore. No. I'm good. Yep. Thanks, thanks, guys. Yeah, I did what I came to do. The check cleared. Yeah, thanks for the cheese. I'm out. That's it. And, and as he should, to be honest, he's not in title contention. He hasn't fought in five years. They robbed him of years due yeah. to the stupid marijuana thing. Listen, if the man popped for marijuana, it is what it is. Five-year suspension? It's goofy. Ridiculous. Like, they robbed him of years and earning potential he could have had during those years. So, no, yeah, like, no, they don't pay me enough to be in here right now. They're paying me well, not enough to be in here with a broken nose. Because, you know what? I might have two more fights on my deal. So, I would like to be relatively healthy, get out of those in a couple rounds, and maybe he's celebrity boxes. I think Nick is done. I think this is it. They got to cut him then, because I really want to see him, like, Vitor Belfort it up. Or, like, they cut Anderson. Yeah. And Anderson has a whole second that, life. Nick does that. Nick yeah. does, I don't think Nick fights in the UFC. No, nor should I. But I would love to see Nick do what Anderson Silva does. Because he could be that same draw in, like, celebrity old man boxing. Totally fine. Give me, just, give me Nick versus De La Hoya. I, I just don't want him to mix martial arts fight anymore. No, I'm good. Not interested. He doesn't want to be there. Boxing might relight the fire. So, Maybe. hopefully, that's what I want to see going forward from him. And the co-man, uh, Tina Shevchenko versus Lauren Murphy. I mean... For three minutes, three minutes at the beginning of that fight, I was like, hmm, Lauren Murphy looks good. Where? Three minutes. She's like a deer in headlights. Confidence. She had none. First three minutes. I, I, I felt this from her. I was like, oh, she's not intimidated. Okay. I thought she was going to get run over immediately. Like, I didn't think it'd go past one round. We took the over-under. I didn't think it'd go past three minutes. The three minutes, I was like, oh, I'm impressed. Maybe because that was my bar. And I was like, okay, she overperformed. She came out for the second round, and she stopped throwing punches. And I was like, oh, no, she figured out that when I throw, I get hit. I'm going to just make this boring for 25 minutes. Until in the third round, she threw, caught a two-piece, slipped, caught a knee to the face, and that was it. It was all she wrote. 
I mean, look, it, it's not fun for Valentina to have opponents who don't want to engage. No. It's but like when she just peppering you to death. I'm just, it's, it's funny because, like, Valentina listens to people talk shit all week knowing she's going to murder them, right? Yeah. Like, imagine being like Michael Myers and seeing, like, the kids in the house be like, wow, we're going to fuck Michael Myers up. And then Michael Myers the like, you're not... You're all new Michael Myers movies, by the way. We think you? they're hunting him in the new, like, Halloween movies. That's absurd. And he's like, no, no I'm just going to kill but, him. But that's what it is. Uh, Lauren Murphy's like, I'm going to show her. And Valentina's like, all right. So, and Valentina says, like, they're going to come and get me. And that's exciting because that's what I live for is, like, people trying to be better than me. But then when Lauren just doesn't throw anything, Valentina's like, this isn't the shit you were talking. <laughs> just a few. What happened? And now it's like, now we're stuck because we're in this cage, right? And Valentina's not going to be an idiot and just, like, bum rusher. But now you hear the crowd booing. And Lauren, she's frozen. Like, she's got her hands up, but she's like. Survival mode. She's like, yo, if this gate door was unlocked right now, I'd just walk out. I'd just leave. Because <laughs> when. It's the same loss. I'm going to lose either way. And Wikipedia is going to say DQ walked out the cage. Cool with me. Say what you want. She couldn't do it. But Valentina had to deal with this. Four rounds. She had three and a half. Well, three four half, rounds. Right. And went to the fourth. Oh, fourth. Yep. She had to watch this woman not want to fight her. And that's got to be so incredibly frustrating because I know Valentina's like, you were talking all that shit all week and you came to do nothing. Look at her. Yeah. You came to stare at me. You could have pulled bad. me up on social media and looked at my videos. <laughs> it, I, like I said, I said last time, I said, look, Valentina Shevchenko is one of the scariest people alive because she'll beat the shit out you, dance on your grave, and then go shoot big ass guns for fun. Yep. And then smile, laughing. Yeah, and then she speaks like six languages. Yo, she got a promo at the end, and it went from English to Spanish to Russian to Thai. Like what? All in octagon. That's scary. Crazy. You come over to my house, you start speaking languages. I'm like, yo, you gotta go. No, she's Black Widow. Like, she's literally a Marvel superhero. You have to leave, but you have to leave. You come to my house speaking like multiple languages, you have to go yeah. because I don't know who spy you are. Yeah. Like, I, I don't know. Or you're like, a robot. Why are you here? Yeah, you were created in a lab. Because I like, know you're, you're not real. No, but I'm thinking, like, do I have a warrant? Like, why are you in my house? And that's how Valentina fights. Like, she f- treats everybody like they, they got a warrant for her arrest and she's gonna gun them down. <laughs> she's the baddest woman in, like, people keep saying, that she's the best. Amanda Nunez is still the best. Yes, because she beat her twice. Very close fights. But they have to fight again. We got to quit playing. It's Shevchenko and Nunez. Because all you're doing at this point is just getting women beat up. <laughs> like, you're just... Shevchenko said she wants to fight until she's 50. And, yeah, and she'll fight Nunez again. I'm not sure she loses again if she fights That's what I'm until saying. she's 50. Like, so it's like, but why wait? What are we waiting for? Right? If, if you look at the division right now, Shevchenko's beat up everybody. Yep. You look at Amanda's division, two divisions, beat up everybody. People say, well, Shevchenko, you know, she'll have to move up and wait. She did that before. Yeah, she was out. And she almost won. Yep. So why would I you? I thought she won the first fight against Amanda. Yeah, I did too. Amanda had a takedown, I think, in the third. It was, that was that, a tricky round of score. Yeah, that gave her the fight, but she was getting pieced up before then. And a, take all, a takedown is not the end-all, be-all of winning a round, in my opinion. So I thought Shevchenko won. Close round, but... Yeah. Ultimately, these two have nowhere to go but to each other, especially if you want to get paid. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because, yeah, you could beat up crash test dummies for the rest of the, your life if you want to. But I know also the flyweight division and the bantamweight division, like, please go fight somebody. Like, y'all oh. fight each other. Let us, because. Give if, us an interim. Let me, just, let me just get a taste of the goal. Like, like uh, if, if you tell me that your next fight is for the title against one of them, I'm like, mm, Nah, I, I got an injury. I got to fix. 
Let me fight her when I come back. Let me fight Holly Holm or somebody. Because I don't, again, They're I'm not, not a challenge anymore. No, because Amanda New Year's washes people. Yep. Valentin Shevchenko washes people. Let them wash each other. And at least open up something for us. They can fight at a catchway. I, the problem is I don't know how far Amanda can come down. 45, 35. 35 is the next. Yeah, so. I mean, Shevchenko walks around at 35. Yeah, yeah. She was like 132. Yeah. She's small. But who cares? That's, she's done it before. Just, so, yeah, just, just do it. Go and dare to be great again yeah. and try to be a t- two-division champion. Yeah, and if you don't, go back and just beat people up again. Yeah. Take out your frustrations on the rest of the flyweight division. Yep. But that's the only fight to make. Stop. Let's not waste our time. Let's not talk about no Cynthia Calvillo or Jesse Andras. I don't want to hear about any of this. Juliana Pena, you can wait. Like, they're going to do that. Juliana Pena's talking just like Lauren Murphy was talking. Even though Juliana Pena's a little better of a trash talker. Who got kicked in the head? Just Guy. Just Guy. (laughs) So, go out there, talk your junk, let Amanda Nunez beat you up, and then do it pro wrestling style. Have Shevchenko at the fight. Have her go in the cage. Like, I want the piece of you now. And you know Amanda's going to say, so what's up? And then you got you booked the fight. You sell the fight. It's a big fight. Keep it moving. Stop stop getting these these poor people beat up by these two. It's getting out of control. Yeah, they're running through everyone. So no, yeah, I agree. I think that's a main event headlining fight that can sell. Yes. I'm not sure if I mean Amanda kind of main events all the time anyway. No, but, she doesn't. Um Amanda Amanda does not headline. She's been a co main more than she's been a main event fighter. Well, Shevchenko is not headlining anything. Exactly. She's always a co main. So fix so, like, it. These yeah. two need to be star. Put them on a pay per view. Let them headline. Call it's it. It's worth it. Yep. And then main event: Alexander Volkanovsky versus Brian Ortega. I hate the word cringe with MMA fans. Like they don't have nothing else in their vocabulary. So if they don't like something, they're like, yeah, bro. Oh, bro, cringe. Like the, the whole <laughs> comment section. Like I got the entrance by Brian Ortega, which was like the purge, and he did I the whole part. Entrance. Amazing entrance. Incredible. Incredible. Every other comment, cringe, cringe, cringe. Like, yo, shut up. Like, what are you doing? Look, look, look. UFC fans, there's like rankings of fans I really dislike now in life. Um, Boston Red Sox fans are at the top of this. Oh, my God. Sorry. In the production booth. Red Sox are at the top of it. I hate Red Sox fans. I, I just love when they're turmoil. Hate Red Sox fans. Cowboys fans are under them. It's a close race, though. Neck and neck. Really? Yeah, hate Cowboys fans. With the Cowboys passion. fans are like the worst. Yeah, burning desire, but no, Red Sox fans are even worse than that. So, and then slightly under that is now UFC fans. And then chasing them are the fans that continue to compare WWE and AEW for everything. When I hate those fans. Like fans who feel like they have to choose a side in pro wrestling are right under UFC fans to me. It's like everything. Shut up. Or don't tell me about your allegiance. They're not paying you. Some people on Twitter, wink, wink. Um, so anyway, we, we have that. Like UFC fans now is like, yo, everything's not cringe. And that started with, uh, what's his face? The king of cringe. Harry uh, Cejudo. Cejudo. And now everything's cringe. But they hated Cejudo. So what are you taking his word for? Uh, UFC fans make no sense listen, listen, at all. Let me, let me encompass my fan experience on this night. So... There was, uh, might have been the Shevchenko fight. There's one guy, pretty large guy. He had nothing better to do. So he decided to start chanting, USA, at Shevchenko. These, the fans were not joining him. 
He was by himself. <laughs> but he was relentless. He wouldn't stop. USA! USA! Like, he would pause and, like, look around. And I was looking at him like, dog, nobody, like, this is dumb. I hate USA Chance of Fights. I say it all the time. I hate them. They're the worst. But this isn't working. So I turned around, and in front of me, the guy from the media in front of me had his shirt. He wore his polo shirt inside out all night. And he had the collar flip, but I could see the tag in the seams. And in my head, and he was, like, taking pictures and stuff, and I don't know who he was with, but I was like, oh, man, I'm trapped in, like, MMA hell right now. Because, <laughs> like, this, my man's got his, his seams are out, and I want to tell him. But I'm like, well, what is he going to do? Is he going to take off his shirt? Mid-press row. Right, mid-press row and flip it around. I was like, who let you out the house like that? He had, like, extra large shirt. It was, uh, I can't remember, it was some golf company. I saw all of this. <laughs> and then behind me, the guy's, USA. And I'm like, that was the moment I was just like, yo, MMA fans? Amongst other moments. Well, not even MMA night. fans. UFC fans? Oh. Uh, y'all are the worst. Yo, the guy chanting USA reminds me of, like, one of my favorite movies. <laughs> and it's just, like, in Not Another Team movie, the guy's, like, trying to start the slow clap. Yeah. But no one will join him all movie. That's the USA guy. It's yeah. like, yo, just no one to fold it. No. But, but let's get let's give back to the fight. Because Ortega's walkout, I thought, was incredible. The match oh, looked amazing. great. Um, I was very confused. Then Volkanovski comes out to the most like chill walk. Comes out to down ever. under, straight yeah, up. Out, straight that, and that's a hype song for the Aussies. Like yeah, Aussies yeah. are like, let's drink a pint. And yep. I'm like, that's like when Canelo comes out to like old school like mariachi, real mariachi like, yeah. music. Yeah. So I got it. Like it was just a weird like yeah. juxtaposition. <laughs> like the purge is like murder music and yep. the mass. And Volkanovski is just like former 200 pound rugby player squeezing yep. himself down to 145, which is insane. Crazy. And Happy as hell. Yep. I mean, and really, that's they came out like who they are. Yes. And Volkanovski is just himself, and he happens to be a fighter now on a twenty-fight winning streak, and he's just an animal when he fights. Like he's just—he doesn't know how to be anything but the crazy rugby player. Like he's just batshit crazy. He doesn't care. Ortega is a showman, and he is. The persona, you know, he is T City. Yeah, that is what, and it was cool. Like they came out, they were themselves. The crowd was into it. Tons of T City fans in the building. His whole family was there, and there was all the trash talk leading up to it, and the, you know, the scuffles. And I don't like you. And they had the whole season of tough, which just make people hate. Whenever you spend a lot of time with someone else already, and you know you're gonna punch them in their face, like you're just gonna hate them no matter what. But it was early on in that fight, you can just tell, like, no, all that shit went out the window. Like, the respect factor was there early. And you look, even though at the end of the fight, Volkanovski wins, the scorecards are very wide. It was like a 50-44, there was a 50-45, and a 49-46. You know what? It, 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 I don't think it was it, – like, When you almost get subbed and out several times, that's very wide. Well, here's, here's the issue. We'll talk about the fights. Fights are scored by rounds. Correct. Volkanovski clearly won the first round. Yep. He won the second round. Second, I believe, is when... No, no, second he won. Yeah, he won the second round. Third round, he was winning the round. Ortega caught him with a short right hand and jumped into the guillotine. Yep. Sunk it in deep. Super deep. It was gargling. Ask Volkanovski at the press conference. How deep was that guillotine? He was like... Oh fuck! I'm losing my belt, D. He was very <laughs> honest about how he was like, I couldn't get out of it. He had his legs trapped. Somehow, he escapes that submission. Yep. Falls right into a triangle. Somehow, 
escapes that submission. Now, in and your mind... That was the Diaz bro triangle where literally I thought Ortega was going to lean back, just flip the double birds and be like, yeah, I got this. Because it was deep. He moved his leg all the way in. It was incredible. Dude, he, he, he gets out of both of those, right? Yeah. Now, in your head, if nothing else happens, clearly 10-9 round for Ortega. Some might even 10, say 10-8. Eight. Eight. Yep. Here's where everything changes. Volkanovski gets out of these submissions and beats the hell out of Ortega Ends for the rest of the round. top control. Beats him so bad, Ortega needs help getting to his stool, yep. which should have been a DQ because nobody should be able to touch you when you're on. Like, you should be able to get up on your own. Yeah, if you're laying on your back, no, they should not pick you up because so, he was out. So now you have, to me, that's now a Volkanovski round because he finished you pretty much. I would say that is now a 9-9 round. I don't they know. Don't do those. Yeah, they don't. But I would give it like a 9-9 because you guys were both almost finished. It, it, it's tough, right? So I could see a 10-9 round for Ortega, yeah. but I could see it because of the way Volkanovski finished that round. You left the man dead to rights. Like, yes, yeah, so those chokes were deep. The first one in particular. The second one wasn't nearly as deep. First, the guillotine was deep. That man was squirming, kicking his yeah. feet. Like, I thought he was going to die. I was like, he's going to pass out, and we're going to have to call the ambulance. We're going to get... Somebody's a mouth-to-mouth resuscitation, this man. Yep. He got out of it. And then he beat the hell out of Ortega. So you can go either way. But then four was close. Still a Volkanovski round. Ortega Five. almost subbed him in that round as well. He didn't, know, he didn't get nothing deep in that round. Oh, there was something deep in that round no. as well. It wasn't, it wasn't deep enough. Like, but Volkanovski was also, that's when Ortega's face was falling apart. Yeah, yeah his face was around. So he was eating in the fourth. Fifth round was really close. You could have gave it to Ortega if you really wanted to. Yep. So I can see. I thought he won that round. I could see where you could give him a 50-45 scorecard and be like, all right. It's the most competitive 50-45 fight. Yeah. It, it, it didn't really play out. What well, we got to talk about, though, is between rounds three and four. What, him not knowing? Ortega having no clue what planet he was on? No clue where he is. The doctor comes in. And, again, this is. After the round's supposed to start, they're giving him extra time. His corner is supposed to vacate the octagon. There's still one guy from his team in the octagon while they're doing the test. And, or excuse me, he's like right behind. It was the guy like that's right outside the cage um, yeah. from the member of the team. He just stayed right behind the cage. And you see Herb and the doc telling him, like, how many fingers do I have up? And he can tell when it's right in his face. They do the peripheral finger test, and he can't see it all. He only has direct focused vision. And the guy behind him from his team is telling him the finger amount. So Herb puts up one over here, and he can't see, and he tries to turn his whole head. Herb turns his head back to the front. No, you tell me what it is. The guy behind him was like, one. He's like, one finger. And Herb's like, how many do I have up now? He puts up two. The guy behind him was like, two. He's like, two fingers. Herb's like, all right, he can fight. I was like, yo. I was like, I can hear this guy. If I can hear him, Herb and the doc can hear him. You, you know why Herb did this, right? It would have been mutiny if they would have stopped that fight in between rounds. Those fans wanted blood. And Herb's been notorious. Even though Herb should have stopped the fight, the fans are notorious for like, let it, let it play out, bro. I want to see somebody die. And Herb was like, I don't want to be the guy. Herb always chooses wrong. He, he always makes the wrong decisions. Yeah. Oh. They're like, hey, Herb, you should stop the fight. <laughs> no, I'm going to let him punch him and his face dissolves. Yeah. And then, like, Herb. Or he'll stop it too early. Yeah, it's like, Herb, he got hit once. Ah, it's over. He doesn't know where he is. The guy's like, hey, I'm right here, Herb. What's up? <laughs> yeah. He may, always makes the wrong decisions. can't catch a break. It's, it's, not the hardest, it's the hardest job. I couldn't be a referee. Opera. No. Because one of two things would happen. Somebody would die on my watch. Or you'd, like, get pummeled. Yeah. 
like, uh, like being a submission, and I wouldn't see him tap. Because me, I'm a fan. So I'd be like, yo, that's, that's a pretty neat it's submission. Deep. Oh, that's <laughs> deep. <laughs> Snap. Oops. Yeah. Hey, call the fight. Get the yeah. We got to get somebody to rescue these guys. I couldn't be a referee. It's no. the hardest job in the world nobody respects. It's the most thankless job in yep. sports. Because you are only noticed when you mess up. Yes, I blew it. And that's, that's, the, that's the worst. So now we have Volkanovski beating Ortega. Where do – let's start with Nick. Because I don't care where Robbie goes. We're just being honest. Nick is done. We can move on. Nick is done. Shevchenko. Shevchenko should fight Nunez. Nunez next. Volkanovski goes to – he waits to see what happens with Max and Yair. If Max dusts Yair, he'd probably go with that fight. If Max doesn't dust Yair, Volkanovski wants to fight, fight a lightweight. Hmm. I'm going to say Max dusts Yair anyway. Like, I just think that's going to happen. Yeah. Still not going to get the fight immediately. Because they've done it too many times already. Um, I, I think he's in line. I think they're okay with doing it again. But I think the next fight is already lined up. I think Henry Cejudo comes back. Oh, God. I think the next fight, no matter what, I think oh, it's I think it's right. Like I don't want that. It's he was in the gym last week. He he's always in the gym. Nobody he's cares. always in the gym. I think he sat out. He did the stupid on too big for this retirement thing. He just needed an adversary to make enough money. He now has that guy. I think this is where he comes back. And we have Suhudo coming back against Volkanovski, a guy who's on a 20-fight winning streak. And Suhudo, who's the most decorated, triple C, comes back and says, okay, I'm going to beat your next champ. I, I, I mean, I'm pretty sure if I had to put good money on it, like that's the next fight for Volkanovski. I just don't know if it's enough money. I think Suhudo wants so much money. To come oh, back. yeah, you got to pay him and cash him out. Yeah, I mean, I think Volkanovski beats the hell out of him too. Really? Yes. I think Cejudo wins that fight. No. I won, again, I, I pick Cejudo to lose literally every well, fight I pick he's him at. to lose this because he's fighting a man who used to walk around at 200 pounds and play rugby. And I just watched him get out of the deepest submission that I probably have almost ever seen. What's Cejudo going to do to him? Wrestle. I mean, you act like Cejudo's not the most decorated But he's coming up to 45. Like, this is a flyweight. Man, he's fighting at featherweight. This is not – he's tiny for this weight class. He's fighting a man who walked around at 200 pounds. He was tiny. I mean, now retirement, Cejudo, maybe hey. it allowed him to get a little bigger. But that doesn't mean he's using man's strength like that. Like, this man had rugby strength. No, yeah, he got grown man strength. Like, he got he a, has the strength of someone 200 pounds. Exactly. So yeah. I think Volkanovski, look, I think Volkanovski is a couple wins away from saying, eh, this might be the best weather way to all time. We say that all the time. Max Holloway, to me, is still... He still is right now, right? But no, yeah. I'm saying, like, if Volkanovski... And I think Max Holloway beat Volkanovski the last time they fought. But if, if Volkanovski beats Max Holloway, let's just say he did. Again, yeah. Right? And he, when he has, like, four or five title defenses, right? Because he's beat Max. He's beat Jose Aldo. Yeah. Like, if he were to beat Henry Cejudo, and then he beats... If he beat Max again... Oh, no, yeah. Then you, you talk... Yeah, if he beats Cejudo... We got to give this man his respect. Connor talking trash to him is a lot. Oh, Connor needs to sit down and shut like up. Like, Connor, you're never making that weight again. No. And even if you could. I, I'd be intrigued. I wouldn't. He's not the same guy. I don't. I'd be intrigued. Of course you'd I be just, intrigued. I'm I just intrigued. saw I like Volkanovski get hit a lot. I mean, we were intrigued in Nate Diaz. I mean, Nick Diaz, he had no business being the octagon. No. no. So, no. Connor has no business <laughs> at 45. I'd be intrigued, too. I'd be intrigued. If, but, you, can, if you can get down. Well, I think Volkov like, wipes the map with him. But that's, that's the move. That right-hand punch. 
the touch of God right there. Um, let's take our last break. When we come back, we'll go through real quick. We'll preview this weekend's UFC card and check out some of the betting odds because, you know, we're here. Win. Bet is in the house. It's everywhere. It's not on the back right now, but usually it is. Blue Wire and Win Bet is usually on the screen behind us. So it's nice. We're going to mix in a little betting to all our shows now. So don't go anywhere. We'll be right back talking UFC Fight Night. Pele leaned in and said something to Freddie. Don't let them change you. Keep working on what makes you different and what makes you special. It was great advice, but it caused me some problems. But what could change Freddie do? Soccer is going to explode, and it's going to be around this kid. We were the Beatles. Everywhere we went, it was the Freddie show. And with that came the expectation, and with that came the pressure. New episodes of American Prodigy drop Tuesdays from Blue Wire Podcasts. All right, everybody, we are back. It is the home stretch. Man, it's, it's been a fun show, ton of MMA talk, and we're going to round it out by talking about UFC Fight Night, Santos versus Walker, which is going down from the UFC Apex here in Vegas on October 3rd, a Sunday midday card. See those too often, like competing with football, but cool, why not? Like, might as well shake it up, switch it up. Uh, I actually like this card. In the prelims, not crazy, but Antonina Shevchenko is fighting. Valentina's going to be hanging out for Casey O'Neill. Yeah, Valentina's here. Scariest woman on the planet. Probably catch her at the gun range. Just chilling. She's or, there right now. Yeah, <laughs> I'm pretty sure of it. So she usually corners her sister. Um, it's been up and down for Antonina, but interesting to see if they'll take back-to-back wins going forward. Uh, main card is really where it's at, though. So we are looking at it. Aspen Ladd versus Mason Chason. I like Aspen Ladd still. Yeah, how could you not? Yeah, so... I mean, because she's so young, I keep forgetting, she's only 26. So when we talk about, like, man, you know, there's still, like, where's the bantamweight division going? Like, what's there? Aspen Ladd's name should be over there. And it's just, you know, she only has 10 fights. But her only loss being to Jermaine Duranime, that's not a bad loss. No, Jermaine sent her to the moon, too. Oh, yeah, yeah. It was all bad. Jermaine hasn't gotten a title shot again yet. So, I mean, that's someone else to keep an eye on. But, no, I, I think Aspen Ladd wins this fight. I like it for her. Good showcase coming, you know, just reestablishing some, some order to that division. Because for a second, Bantamweight started looking like women's featherweight. A little bare because Nunez is clearing out everyone. Aspen Ladd's a new name that could get into the mix. I mean, Aspen Ladd's young. She's strong. Uh She's tasted defeat, and she doesn't want to deal with that again. Yeah. So, Macy Kaysen is going to get beat up. So, I'm, I mean, it's, for me, this is easy. Aspen Ladd. Uh, I've seen her as much as like a two-to-one favorite. It's worth the money. I mean, it, at, at this point, it's gonna, probably going to be a finish. But, uh, yeah, if you're going to bet on something, you've got to bet on the favorite because – I would take it a go decision. Like, if I could get I, like, the bet with it and decision. I don't know. Aspen Ladd likes finishing these chicks, man. Like, she, she, she really looks like, I mean, she's a savage. And, she, and she's also trying to prove a point. Mm. So, it's like, you got, if you're going to bet her, you got to bet her straight up. You can't, yeah. really, can't really play around with this. Like, decisions, yeah, they do happen, but Aspen Ladd's a finisher. And then next up after that, um, looking for the next fight. 
on this card. I would just want to make sure I don't miss anything. After Aspen Lad, we have Serkinov versus Joku. This is a uh, fight of the night. No. What? It's going to be violent. Nico Price and Cowboy Oliveira are going to beat the hell out of each other. Oh, that is also true. Nico and, Price always beat. And you might get that with Johnny Walker and Tiago Santos in the main event, too. But this should be good. I mean, Christoph Jaco is, is uh, I'm trying to think. It. He, he beat Eric Anders, lost to Shane, Sean Strickland. Misha Serkinov has had it up and down lately. It's, it's almost a 50-50 fight. Um, what's the line on this? Um, looking it up right now, we have Serkinov is the underdog, plus 140. Joku, minus 160. Yeah, I take Joku. I mean, Jocko, Christoph Jaco is strong. He's coming off a loss. I like Serkinov, though. I mean, this is as toss-up as a toss-up as you can get. Yeah, it's a tough And fight. the line, I mean, right now, the line is moving a little bit, plus 150 for Serkinov. It, if you got to take an underdog, this might be it. Not for me. No? No. Mm-mm. Wow. I, you really? Okay. I mean, I still think Serkinov has something there. So I just, I, I think this is a fight where it's like, okay, I can feel comfortable picking up. I mean, okay, got knocked down his last fight to Ryan Spann. That doesn't look too great. Beat Jimmy Crute by submission before then. Knocked out by Johnny Walker. Beat Patrick Cummins. The God before that. One of your worst takes ever. Patrick no. Cummins, the future. I was like, all right. Uh, then lost to Glover Teixeira by knockout. Lost to Ozdemir by knockout. Listen, if you're very convinced that he's losing, Serkinov is losing, take him to get knocked out. Because he's only lost by knockouts his past, the past five years. Yeah, you live or die by, you know. That's I, it. We ain't not going judges. to this. This isn't going Go to home, decision. judges. Um, next, Alex Oliveira versus Nico Price. This is going to be a fight. Cowboy Oliveira always comes to scrap. Nico Price, he's always got a crazy look in his eyes. He comes to fight. They're both very good mixed martial artists, but they like to stand to bang. I'm picking Nico Price here because he's a little bit younger, not as weather-worn. Um, but I think this could be the fight of the night. I'm taking Nico Price, too. It's, it's tough because it always looks like he lost the fight. Win or lose, it always looks that way. The guy, just he's in there for violence. His yeah. face always shows it. But I, I think he has enough to beat Cowboy Oliveira. This is a pick pretty much. Oliveira plus 110, Nico Price minus 130. Like, you just really got to be confident it's, it's in Nico, Nico Price. Pick Nico Price. It might go to decision. I don't know, but I'll take Nico Price straight up. I just think he's been, he's been in a lot of wars, but Cowboy Oliveira has also been through a lot. And I think he's on the wrong end of his career. And I don't know, man. This is the dude that has babies all on the same block. Yeah. Like... <laughs> Eight women? Oh, I think probably like six. Six women all live on the same block. All his kids live on the same block, just chilling. Yo, where do you live that you can afford to take all your... Brazil. Yo, how much money that... Yo, UFC money don't go long over here. It probably goes pretty long in Brazil. I'm just saying, I don't want them problems, right? Listen, I'm married. I got one wife, right? Yeah. Imagine, imagine if I had <laughs> five baby mamas and they all wanted to live on the same block. This is what I'm fighting for. My man's living like future Hendrix out here. Yo, he's fighting to feed everybody. And they're all, look, they're all on the same block, which means... It may not cost that much. You know, whatever, you're, you're, whatever it is. Listen. It costs more than I want to pay, right? Like, if I, got, if I got five baby mamas and one wife, one wife is a headache in itself, even though I love my wife. I love you, baby. <laughs> but one wife is hard enough. Five, and then the kids, too? And you have to like them all the same? Like, technically, you don't. But some people, you know, you like all the kids the same, so you got to, like... 
what is it like? What is it like going to fight? It must be a vacation when he goes to get punched in the face to get away from all that. That's crazy. <laughs> I'm picking Nico Price. It's just too much headache. It's too much headache. The man lives a life of chaos. Uh, like, and he wa- this is calm. calm. This is comforting in the octagon. The cage door shuts. He's like, yo, it's just me and you. No baby mamas. No kids. <laughs> no nothing. I'm good. We can fight. And he's still going to lose. All day, every day. Um, no, yeah, I mean, I, I agree with you. <laughs> that one. But if he wins and gets a bonus, him, the five baby mamas, the kids running around, they can eat for like five years. I wonder if he bonus. has to pick. If they're like, hey, I want to come to the fight. And he's like, it's like the lotto. Like, roll the mean, dice, kid, because which one of you guys are coming? What do you mean come to the fight? <laughs> Nobody's coming. How do you think he got five baby mamas? He ain't traveling with the baby mamas. That's true. He comes, he fights, he finds a new baby mama, moves her to the block. And then get some new kids, and this is how it goes. This, this ain't, you know, most people are like, yo, this is a business trip. It ain't a business trip. This is a recruiting trip. This man is out here. But all his baby mamas He's like are Nick Saban. Yeah, but all his baby mamas are Brazilian, though, so it's like he, he, he's not finding them. We've been to the fight weeks. Yo, on, my, on this yeah, day, right. a couple weeks ago, we were walking to a fight, and there was just like three Brazilian women just walking in their thongs, like just down a normal hallway in the MGM. What? He wears his fight kit, little Brazilian flag on the shoulder. <laughs> These women don't even, they just not care. It's like, I want to be he, number seven. He wins this fight. You know, Connor is like, Mama, we did it. He's like, it's red panty night. No, if he wins this fight, he'd be like, yo, we did it. It's time to buy another block because he's getting two or three more baby mamas. Yeah, he's buying the block next to him. The man's going to own a cul-de-sac. Look, I, know, I don't want to spend too much time on Cowboy Oliveira because we got to talk about <laughs> fights. But this is a story that the UFC really needs to tell. Like, what's wrong with y'all? Like, if you want to get me interested in Cowboy Oliveira, tell me the story about how this man survives with all these kids and baby mamas on the same block. Because, you know, we've heard about NBA players. Like, I got, a, I got a wife in Texas. I got a wife in New York. But none of them have them all on the same block where they can, I could get up and be like, I need sugar. And go next door and get it from baby mama number seven. Do they have names? Or do they just go BM3, BM2? And does he know all his kids' names? This I guess guy he needs does. a show. It's like loving hip hop, but in Brazil. But yeah, it's. <laughs> I need I need to watch this guy every week. But the UFC, listen, UFC Dana White, you're dropping the ball because you have a story to tell. Because this man could be the most entertaining man in MMA. All you gotta do is put a camera out there, and I just need to see how he lives his life. It's more intriguing than his fighting. No, definitely. I think he loses, but yeah, he still um, loses. yeah. Wish the best Sorry. to him and all of the baby mamas. Next, we have Kevin Holland versus Kyle. Uh, pronunciation, Dalkis? Yes. Um, Kyle Dalkis and the co-main. You know, I can't convince that Kevin Holland's going to stop talking. No, he's not going to stop talking. Then I can't pick him. I can't pick him. I'm picking him. I, he should win this fight. He should, I mean, I'm not picking him listen, again until he shuts up. As long as it's not like a Marvin Vittori type, somebody who's like, like a Curtis Blaze type who's yeah. dedicated to putting you on your back, he's fine. He'll win this fight by decision. Ugh. The talking bothers. Usually I'm okay. I like the gimmick when it started out. It's not a gimmick. I think it's just who he is. It is just who he is. I thought it was a gimmick. Listen, Kevin Holland can play spades with Andreas because he would (laughs) never shut up. And I'm here for it because he has to play on my team. Otherwise, we fight. And much like in the octagon, he'd probably lose because he'd focus only on talking trash and renege every other time. He doesn't know how to count his books because he'd get caught up in the trash. Then we can't 
we can't be on the same team because he's an MMA fighter. He whooped my ass. So, <laughs> so you can't get so mad. Yeah, I can't do too much. I'm like, ah, <laughs> damn, Kevin, you talked and you lost. Ah, it's my fault. It's my fault for picking you. I show up to your crib with a party favor and gift. You're in a guillotine on the ground. Like, what happened? Man, Kevin Dre started playing spades. You know, you know how Kev gets. Yeah, well, <laughs> I take all that back. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, going into that fight, Holland's a favorite, obviously, minus 150. But, again, the spread's not that crazy. People, he's turning people off with the trash talk. The trash talk real cool when you win. Well, yeah. You, you got to win. And this man. is their chance of giving him a fight he could win, but I'm not sure. I'm not picking anyone because I refuse to pick him while he trash talks and loses. And then in the main event, Tiago Santos versus Johnny Walker. Give me Tiago, man. Another Johnny Walker hasn't been the same since he won, celebrated, did like a backflip, tore his ACL on like a black backflip, came back. He was never the same athlete. He was a guy you were real high on early, and he just never really hit that next gear. Him and Darren Till are two people in my mind where I'll look back and be like, I don't know how they didn't become champions. I mean, there's a lot of those, but... Yeah, because uh, Tiago Santos is on a three-fight losing streak. Yeah. But he lost to John Jones. He lost to Gold Sheriff. He lost to Alexander Ratchets. That's fine. Yeah. Right? You, like, you can lose to those guys. Somebody's getting knocked out. This fight will not go the distance. Five rounds? No. You're fighting a man who has a hammer and Thor on his chest. He ain't, he ain't here for your decisions, right? <laughs> Molinier? Yeah. Like, <laughs> he is not here hammer. for your decisions. He's here to kill you. Johnny Walker is not here for a decision. Five-round fight? One of these guys are going yeah, to sleep. Yeah, he heard a break dance. I, uh, I'm going to pick Tiago Santos. Santos started minus 300 fade. Walker was plus 250. It's been bet down. One, minus 180 for Santos, plus 155 for Walker. I would have took Johnny Walker. Anything over plus 200, I would have took Johnny Walker. Yeah, he was at plus 250, yeah, which is good. It's a roll of the dice. Like, yeah, but it's been bet down. I think everyone looked at it like you. Like, well, this guy is so much younger. He He's has talented. the talent. Yes, he can finish anybody. But it hasn't clicked. No, and recently. Santos has lost three in a row. Regardless of who he's lost, he's lost a row. Confident he'll be there. He's been through a lot of wars. Walker's got a lot of power. I can end at any given moment. Uh, but at that line, I'm, I'm going to pick Tiago Santos. Johnny Walker's 29 years old. I mean, like, what's going on here? Like, I don't he know. was, when we were starting out, when he was 25, when we were like, yo, this guy could be the truth. Some guys just don't get it. And, he just beat Ryan Spann, a KO and elbows. Lost to Krylov before then, Corey Anderson before then. I mean, I guess that's his only real losses in the UFC. It just seemed worse. Um, beat Serkinov by TKO. Beat Roundtree by KO. He has some good wins. He's really good. I mean, Santos would be his best win. It's whoever gets to who first. It's if Tiago gets to Johnny Walker first, it's good night. If yeah. Walker gets the other way around, it's good night. It's whoever gets to who first. Because... Unlike the Glover fight, I don't think either of them have the punch resistance that Glover Teixeira had. No, that man is I, – I don't know what his chin is made of. Yeah, so one of these guys are going to sleep. I don't care who. But I, I'm, I'm going to pick Thiago Santos because very interesting because, like, Anthony Smith just won his fight against Ryan Spann. He's yep. looking for another big fight. Yep. And the light heavyweight divisions, you know, Dominic Reyes was just here in town. There's a, With Jan Bukovic as the champ, you have a lot of options. If Santos – Wins this fight, he gets the next title shot. Nah, he's lost three in a row. You can't give him the next title fight. He beat Jan. Yeah, but he's lost three in a row. You, he says, yo, I beat this guy already. If he obliterates him, maybe. I doubt it. He's lost three in a row. Like, 
Lost to Glover. I say Anthony who's Smith. Who's fighting? Anthony Smith. I mean, Glover's fighting Jan, right? Yep. So if Glover beats Jan, then it won't be either no, then. No, it won't be. But if Glover beat him, okay, cool. So you can give Glover the shot. Yeah. And then I lost to John. Like, no, no, no harm, no foul in those. I don't know. I, look, and I beat the champ. There's still other things to do here. So I, I'm, I'm picking Tiago Santos. Okay. We'll see what happens. And then we'll let I, it play. I can't find a fight where Tiago Santos is finished. No, he doesn't. But I think he could get finished here. Oh, he was subbed by Glover. Yes, he was. And I, but I called that too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, but like striking wise? No, I mean, he's, he's hard as nails. Yep. But that's, again, one of these guys is going to get finished. It's probably going to be Johnny Walker. But it's not going the distance. I don't see that happening. No, yeah. 25 minutes, long time. <laughs> it's a long, long time. Neither of these guys are known for defense. So, no, I think. You know, a good early night, early day. Starts at 1 on the main card. So, yeah, I think it could be over by the time it's, you know, Sunday night football gets started. So, that's our week right now in MMA. We'll come back next weekend and recap this, see what we were right about, what we are wrong about. Of course, we have our boxing show coming up later in the week as well. That's going to be fun because we get to talk about Anthony Joshua taking the L to Alexander Usyk. We'll also get to preview Teofimo Lopez versus George Cambosis, which may or may not still be happening on the second. No one knows. Maybe we get more clarity later on as we go in the week because how do you change the date when it's five days away? So we'll see how that saga plays out. And then, of course, we have Tyson Fury versus Deontay Wilder coming up. But we'll probably get quotes on what both think about Anthony Joshua's loss by that time. So we appreciate you guys. Thank you, as always, for listening to another episode of the Corner Podcast. Follow us on social media at Corner Podcast underscore on Twitter, at Corner Club for Life on Instagram. Follow me, at Kel Dansby, him, at Andreas Hell on all platforms. Shout out to Blue Wire, the network. Shout out to all of the sponsors. It's amazing being here in the Blue Wire studios. Hopefully you guys enjoy the quality, everything. These changes are fun. We had fun today. I get to see Dre in person. People get to dance outside while we're recording and distract us. Shout out to everyone in the booth making this a smooth ride. We appreciate you all. Until next time, we're out. Peace.